0: Hey, how are you doing? Dean Dwyer, welcome to another episode of The Mindset Show. If you're new to the show, I am a mental conditioning coach and I help people build successful bodies. That's ultimately what I do. However, the principles that I talk about apply not only to building a successful body, but to building successful businesses, successful relationships, and successful lives. So do not dismiss the principles here because you're thinking, oh, you know what? I, I, you know, I have built a successful body for myself and I, therefore I do not need these principles because they apply to other areas of your life. And we all have some area of our life, uh, that isn't working. <clears throat> and by the way, mental conditioning coach, what the heck is that? Actually, that is a new phrase that I'm now adopting that I use when I describe myself. And I just, this is not what the show is about today, but I want to tell you where that came from. So last month, There was in the United States – well, actually in tennis, there are four big events in tennis every year that tennis players want to win. They're called majors. There's four of them. The fourth one, the fourth and final one for any given year is the US Open. It's for men and women. Well, this year we had a Canadian for the first time ever – no, sorry. It wasn't the first time ever. We've had Canadians who have made the final of a singles championship before for a major – but no one's ever won. And so this year we had Bianca Drescue, 19 year old from uh, just outside of Toronto here, who was in the final against Serena Williams, who is arguable, arguably, wow, that is a hard word, arguably the greatest women's tennis player ever. So she's playing Serena Williams, who's won 23 majors. Bianca has won none. This is her first final. Anyway, long story short, Bianca wins, uh, you know, sets Canadian history. She's an amazing girl. Anyway, I was listening to the interviews afterwards because I had heard things that she is really mentally strong. And as a mindset guy, like I am fascinated with that kind of stuff. I'm always looking for clues and insights into how people think. And in one of the interviews she did afterwards, she was talking, she was thanking uh, her team you know, she's got some physical trainers and, and 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 those sorts of things. But you know, she also mentioned her mental conditioning coach, and I was like, oh, that's ex, that's exactly what it is that I do for people. And I had never thought to worded that way before. And I loved it. And I am now adopting that into uh, the language that I speak moving forward, you'll also see that on the language in my website content, uh, as well. So uh, I am a mental conditioning coach, I help people think differently about the problems that they have, so they can get the results that they want. And one of the metaphors that I will give you, and I'm going to talk specifically about a successful body, but again, it applies in any area of your life that you're struggling, is the way to think about your problem is kind of like an iceberg. And when you see an iceberg in the water, the tip, what you see is about 20% of what actually exists, that underneath, there's a whole mountain of ice there that represents about 80% of the iceberg. Most of us, when we have a problem, we focus on the 20%. We think what we have is a doing problem. So I need to figure out how to fix this problem. So I'm going to go out and buy some doing solutions. Someone's going to tell me all the things I need to do in order to have success. And so that's what we do. So with all these problems we have, we buy these doing solutions. Not realizing that once you know what to do. We all do in most areas probably. We all have at initially we have a doing problem. We don't exactly know what to do. But finding a doing solution isn't hard. There's a gazillion of them out there in all areas of of life. So that's actually not really that hard to find a solution. The problem is, is that once we get started, we quickly go off the rails and don't realize that the challenge is we don't know how to think about the stuff that we're now doing. So stuff comes up, and we get derailed emotionally, mentally, psychologically, and we never get back on track. And that's the bigger issue. And mental conditioning coaches, what they do is they help people think more clearly, so that in moments that matter, they make better decisions that support the outcomes that they're looking to create. So that's what I do, and what I wanted to do today is I just wanted to walk you through something that I experienced with somebody else, um, maybe about four or five weeks ago. But I just want to walk you through the mistake. If I was working with this person as a mental conditioning coach, I'm going to tell you all the mistakes that they made. What I would say to them. So here's how this how, here's how this worked. I was I was in a Facebook group. I had joined it because I was curious to see. Um, I was just curious to see what kinds of comments that people were putting and it's a Facebook group for people who struggle with their weight and there's a couple thousand people. It's a pretty big group. So There's thousands of people in this group and I just happened to – when I went to it, I just happened to see um, – th- the first comment that I saw, somebody had just posted not that long before and I'll I'll give you the gist of the – I don't have it word for word but essentially it was – this was the gist of the problem. Um, I did great with this program for the first 10 days. I then ate a food that I shouldn't have ate, and I have not been able to get back on track since. Uh, would love some advice or inspiration to help me get back on track. So that was the question. And not terribly worded, to, to be honest. Not terribly worded. I, I, I find that – I'm going to get into this in, in, a, in a moment, but I find that a lot of people – in groups like this, they hijack the groups by um, sort of playing the "the woe is me" card. You know, poor me, I failed again. I, you know, I always screw up. Um, I'm not a big fan of those kinds of comments because, again, these people are not really don't realize the mistakes that they're making. But they're not really looking for solutions. What they're looking for is sympathy, and that's a, that's a whole different ball of wax. But so this was the this was the comment that she she put in the group, and then. At the time that I was there, there was about 40 people that responded. And I was fascinated. I went through and I read all 40 responses at the time. In fact, I was so fascinated with it that I copied all 40 responses and put them into a document. And I was just looking at them. And what fascinated me was that of the 40 comments, 38 of them were I'm going to use it's going to sound harsh, but I'll come back and I'll explain it. were useless comments. And uh, thirty-eight and a half were useless, and one and a half were relatively close, or, or they had some semblance of being useful, but they didn't go into enough detail. And so, essentially, there were forty comments. None of them were helpful in my mind. So let me just walk you through now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go back down and just sort of walk you through. If I'm coaching the girl, sorry, the person. <laughs> I think it was a woman if I'm coaching her, here's what by the way and, and guys do the same thing this just happened this just happened to be a woman, but you know, I've made similar mistakes in the past so so this is not a gender thing, this is a human thing but um um, if I'm coaching this person here's here's what I would do. The first thing that I would do is I would tell her not to post the comment that she posted in that group, because the first mistake that she made, was that she didn't do any work to figure out her situation. And what I mean by that is, so she ate a food that she wasn't supposed to eat. And she hasn't been able to get back on track. And so she she's now saying, Okay, I can't get back on track, help me get back on track. It's like, you can't outsource that problem, because you haven't done the work to figure out what the root cause of your problem is. Right And what she's focusing on is she thinks the problem is the food that she ate, but that's the symptom that's the symptom that's not the root cause of your problem. What you need to do is you need to sit down in a situation like that and say, "Okay, so I ate this food that I wasn't supposed to eat there's a what like there's a whole series of questions that have to happen, and i think i'm 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 going to sort of touch on this, but I don't want to turn the podcast into this but Essentially what she exhibited is something that – it's a phrase that I am stealing from someone else and I'll give credit to him in a second. Uh, First level thinking versus second level thinking. So this is a concept that I got from an investor by the name of Howard Marks. Howard Marks is a world-class investor, one of the best in the world. And he talks about this, he writes these uh, investor memos that I subscribe to and I read, because again, I'm not an investor, but the principles he talks about apply to all areas of my life. So this concept of first level thinking versus second level thinking, this applies whether I'm looking to build a successful body, a successful business, a successful relationship, the concept applies, right? It, It travels. So... what he talks about is with investors is that um a lot of them use first level thinking which is very superficial very simplistic um and it only takes into account what's happening right now it doesn't actually look into the future i don't know why i said that so quickly by the way (laughs) what's happening right now um but but that's first level thinking seven level thinking sorry seven level my goodness second level thinking is more complex and convoluted. It it because you're digging, you're looking to you're looking for root causes. You're not just looking at something that's going to solve the problem right now. It's like you're looking to understand the greater implications of what's happening here so that you can have a long-term effect, not just you have to look at you have to look into the future to say, "Well, if I do this, what's the impact it's going to have?" So her question that she put in the group was a first level thinking question. She didn't do any work on understanding the root cause of her problem. So that's the first thing. If I'm her mental conditioning coach, that's the first thing that I I sit down and I talk to her about is that you can't put a question like that out there because you actually don't understand the root cause of your problem. So because you don't understand the root cause of your problem, you're going to be susceptible to every answer that comes in, because it's only addressing the symptom. So that's the first thing that I would say to her is that she needs to begin to adopt second level thinking. And there's a whole series of questions that I would teach her about how to begin adopting second level thinking. And I'm not going to get into all the questions. But in her particular situation, I mean, the first question I ask is, where were you when this happened? Right. So you begin to look at your environment. You begin to look at how you're thinking. And I said, I'm not going to get into all those things now, but there's a whole series. I've got about 10 questions that I would give her to, to, uh, to have her begin looking at assessing what the root cause of that problem was. So that's the first thing. The second mistake that we make, and this, this is a, I have long not been a fan of these big Facebook communities. I know this is a selling point for people when they're buying programs It's like, oh yeah, you know we got a group of a thousand people or whatever. I think this is a fundamental mistake that most people who struggle make because you have to think about this, right? There are thousands of people in this group. Do you know why they're in the group? because they all struggle with their weight. Now, I know, I know you're listening and saying, "Well, they don't all struggle with their weight." Yes, there are a few success stories who are in that or in that group. Now, how active they are, no idea. But what you're looking at is essentially you're putting a question out to thousands of people just like you who haven't figured this problem out and you're asking them for advice. You're asking unqualified people to give you advice on how you can fix you when they have yet to fix themselves. That is a fundamental flaw in her thinking, in my thinking. And we all, I said, we all do this, right? We ask unqualified people to fix us. That's, we, the, again, just if you, just you have to understand the groups that you're in, right? So you don't put a question like that out to the whole group. Because the responses that she got, well, sorry, uh, that'll be number three in a second. So that's the second thing. As her mental conditioning coach, I'd be like, listen, you need to rethink this. You need to understand who's in this group. You don't want, I don't want 40 unqualified people. <clears throat> I'm getting emotional. I'm just kidding. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I don't want 40 unqualified people um, giving me feedback. Because it first of all, I, I, I'm going to be influenced by it, even though I'm hoping I won't be, but I will be. I'll be influenced by it. The other thing is they're unvetted. We have no idea what their situation is, right? So I don't want to be like, imagine me, you know, like in a, you know, like a, I was trying to think, what do you call those sleeveless, um, a tank top, sitting in a tank top and I'm 40 pounds overweight and I got, soup stains on there. And I see that comment and I'm like, oh, you know what? Here's what you need to do. You don't know who's replying to these things. You've got to vet your sources. So the second thing that I would say to this person is do not ever post general questions like this in that kind of a group because you do not know who these people are. And again, if they're in the group, it's because they're struggling. Don't ask struggling people for solutions for success because they don't know what they are yet. Uh, so that's the second thing I say. Here's the third thing that I would talk to her about. Um, when you, She'd already made the mistake, first of all. The first two things are like don't post questions like that in the group. you got to do the work on yourself first to figure out the root cause of your problem. And then secondly, again, don't post it in that – don't post it like that because, again, you're going to get a whole bunch of unqualified people. Um, number three is, though she's already posted it, when you go through the responses – about 38 and a half of them were um essentially positive. They were all about you can do this girl, you got this, you can, you know, you got to find the uh, there was it was it was all sort of it was all motivational stuff. Here's the problem with responses like that. They're not helpful. They seem like they're helpful, but they come with an expiry date, a very very quick expiry date. Right? Positive motivation expires quickly. And again, from a bunch of people who are also struggling, I know they mean well, and I'm not criticizing the people for for providing positive support, right? Because we do ne- we do need that. But that's really it's it's very short term. That expires really, really quickly. And the problem is you can't act on any of that advice. Somebody telling me I got this is not a solution to my problem. I don't got this. That's why I posted it. You can do it. I don't think I can. That's why I posted this. Right. So what you want from people, you don't want, we, we get fooled into thinking that we're getting great advice when in fact we're not getting any advice at all. And so when I went through it, again, there was only about one and a half responses, there was one person that started to get into the whole idea of a root cause, but didn't go into any depth. Um, so it, it kind of ended before it could have actually been helpful. So again, when we look at we start vetting responses, you have to realize that again, most people, the kind of response they give is they give positive support, but positive support actually isn't helpful in the long term, because it, it, there's no strategy or tactic. That's a uh, that's attached to it. So it doesn't actually do anything. The fourth thing I would tell her is so the first three things are all about essentially, so don't ever the first three are sort of like you posted the comment, here's why you don't want to do that. I'd never post in a group like that. What I would do if I'm in a group like that, is I am looking for people who've had success. And that's so. Again, there might be thousands in there, but there's only a handful of people that have had success. I want to see who those people are, and the moment that I find someone who's had success with a story that I can connect with, and that's important. You got to connect to it. If they're doing stuff like if they were if they started running triathlons and you're not an athlete, then that's not that's not a success story that you want to connect with because there's no like that's not. That's not you, you're not going to be able to do any of the things they're doing. so you're trying to find a success story that you connect with. The moment that I find it connects a success story that I connect with and learn how to speak English properly, um, then what I do is I direct message that person and I just say, "Hey listen, would you mind if I you know could we jump on a call so that I could pick your brain on what you did to have success?" And then what I you know, and they would either say yes or no, or you could do an email exchange or whatever it happens to be or direct message, uh, you know, whatever it is. But what I want would want to do then is, is pick their brain and find out specific strategies that they did to turn their life around. But the last thing I would say, and it goes back to the first thing that I said, um, at the end of the day, we need to understand that the solution to fixing us is us that one of the fundamental flaws that we make is that we think oh my god I have a problem someone needs to fix me and this was something that I first recognized in myself probably about eight years ago that when I first got involved in all this stuff I realized that the fundamental mindset shift that I had to make was that nobody can fix me I have to fix myself And this idea that there's one person out there that's going to fix me and they've got the solution. It's false. That's not nothing in our life is a single solution. It's a piecemeal solution. We pull a little bit from this person, a little bit from that person, a little bit from that person. But we take all that. And we design something specifically for our DNA. So I'm going to try and do a recap. But to be honest, I don't remember everything I said. But um one of the as a mental conditioning coach, my job is to help people think different and to think better, so that they are working on solutions that are actually pushing them in the direction that they want to they want to go. And it's also my job to help people identify their flawed thinking when they're doing things that are not in alignment with their goals. So again, um, not sort of spending the time when so sorry so identifying when you're stuck in first level thinking rather than second level thinking. And of course, that leads into understanding the root cause of your problem, you have to figure out why you do what you do. If you don't do that work, because no one else is going to do that work for you, everyone else is going to give you a superficial answer to an outcome rather than the root cause and an outcome, you might be able to solve an outcome. But it still doesn't address the root cause, the root cause will then come out in a different way. Number three is don't ask for advice from unsuccessful people, right? You want to go to the source. Find the people who've had the success you want and talk directly to them, not to a mob of people who don't know what they're doing. But then the last thing is, again, is you have to begin to do the work on yourself to put together a solution specifically for you because no one else can fix you. Only you can fix you. All right. Listen, that was the end of the show. So what does this mean for you? Well, there's a lot of things here, right? Sorry, I'm just getting up to walk around now. I realized I'm not in my dad's garage anymore, and I'm not walking, but I do my best thinking while I'm walking. Um, So what does this mean for you? Again, I, I mentioned four or five things there that I think could have a profound impact on you. Uh, just in terms of how you think, and again, not just about building a successful body, but maybe you've got problems at work and you have not actually addressed the root cause of that problem and how you, you know, are, are sort of making that worse by not actually addressing that root cause. Maybe there's something in relationships where you're not addressing a root cause. Or again, you're seeking advice from somebody who they themselves have not been able to solve that problem. So again, we've got to pick better sources. We've got to do the root cause, we've got to recognize that we are the solution to our own problems. We're the cause of our problems. And we're the solution. And we need to become the experts on ourselves and begin fixing ourselves by putting together a comprehensive solution that is directly targeted to us and our DNA. That's it, my friend. I hope, I hope that made some sense. Um, I hope you have a great day. Have a great rest of your week. And uh, I look forward to talking again next week. Ciao.